Hi, welcome to another episode of Progressive Outlook. Uh, my name is David, and again, I'm an African-American Democrat who is just looking at the progressive side of things. Uh, today's date is January 16th, 2021. And go ahead, follow, subscribe, like uh, from whatever platform you guys are using to listen to this show on. And let's begin. Uh, for starters, was about uh, President-elect uh, Biden's plans. He released a speech on Thursday, which is basically him introducing a $1.9 trillion spending package. And what it does is aiming to speed the distribution of the coronavirus vaccine and provide economic relief that was caused by it. Uh, now, this package includes investing a $20 billion in a national vaccine program and $1,400 stimulus checks. And it will be expanding unemployment insurance supplements to $400 per week until September. So $1,400 checks is going to go with the $600 that was already sent out. So we'll have $2,000 in total, basically. Um, just a quote, too. He was saying, uh, during this pandemic, millions of Americans, through no fault of their own, have lost their dignity and respect that comes with a job and a paycheck. There's real pain overwhelming the real economy. So basically, that's what he's throwing out there. And also, one last thing was uh, he wants to create uh, facilities in all 50 states to distribute the vaccines, uh, unlike the Trump administration of with, that's holding as much as it can for distribution, thinking that too many people will use it at once, so there'll be anything left behind. He actually wants to release all these vaccines to everybody and have these facilities to administer these vaccines, also to... Uh, generate more for everybody. His plans to vaccinate as many people as he can just to get things back on track here. And keep in mind, this isn't everything. This is the first of a two-part plan to the road to recovery. Uh, he said that he will introduce a recovery plan next month during his address to a joint session of Congress. So there's more on the way regarding that. Uh, this is good news. Uh, this is really good. I like what his plan is. Uh, they were talking about increasing um, the checks distributed everybody for the COVID relief because $600 is really merely not enough at all. $2,000 is helpful. Um, I do actually like what Canada's doing with their monthly distribution of checks, but we'll see where this goes with it. And also increasing the minimum wage is a smart idea as well. Um, it's too low. People are barely scraping to get by. Even though inflation keeps increasing, the wages don't match it at all. It's it's crazy how that always happens. So that's a they had, minimum wage had been increased a long time ago. So that's a pretty good addition as well. I like the idea of these facilities and the idea of them creating more jobs for people because now this is something that's related to the virus. Whether it's a temporary job or not, let's be real. These facilities aren't just going to be up for like two months and that's it these vaccines will be distributed for quite some time also people have to go back for a second shot whether it's two weeks or 30 days you have to go back so they will be sustained for quite a while with it and you'll just get everything back rolling with it i'm pretty hopeful how that's going along with it um considering like we spent a whole year under trump 
that was doing nothing, literally nothing and very little to actually stop this vaccine, stop this virus from going all over the place. And here we are now. There are literally countries in the rest of the world that don't have to wear masks, that aren't worried about uh, distancing, that have very few numbers. And here we are, just the highest numbers ever in the world. And it's just it's so ridiculous how this was handled. It's just so poorly. So, yeah, um, Biden is going to try to clean up as much as he can with that. And this is only one part of a two-part proposal. So we'll see what the second part is uh, after you sworn in. And speaking of swearing in, the FBI discovered more information regarding Inauguration Day this weekend up to it. They said that uh, there's been threats to all 50 Capitol buildings between now and Inauguration Day. So every one of those Capitol buildings have been hunkering down, boarding them up or just shutting down until afterwards so no one can get hurt. Uh, like right now as we speak in Minnesota, their capital has uh, a group of people that are out there uh, peacefully for now, but um, they have guards outside uh, just protecting the capital in case anything pops off. And let's keep in mind that even though these people looked like clowns on January 6th when they did their insurrection, these terrorists did, I have to keep in mind that there is ex-veterans, militiamen, active duty people as well. Um, they actually use military coordinated attacks in the capital on the way to it. And think of the pipe bombs that are discovered. There's two pipe bombs that are discovered. IEDs were in the capital. And they said that they're used, put in locations to divert the police or any security from the actual attack. So we just can't take this as blindly like, ah, you know, that maybe it won't happen again. Uh, these guys look like clowns. They, they're not good. Five people have died. I said there was six last week because one person committed suicide uh, that weekend. It was a Capitol Police officer that was amongst all of them that was trying to hold back the white supremacists. He actually committed suicide. So, yeah, six people. So keep that in mind that this is still a clear present danger to the country. Um, one threat that the FBI also uh, released was that their terrorists are planning to circle the Capitol itself and just put up a perimeter around it. So to counter that, they have over 200,000 National Guards deployed at the Capitol right now in DC and it's growing over time. And this is the first time since the Civil War that National Guards has spent the night at the Capitol just to make sure that nothing pops off. And also, D.C., um, now they have set up green zones over in that city. Just like in Iraq, where there's green zones, orange zones, and red zones. Yeah, there's green zones. This is getting really crazy. And yes, so the Capitol is a green zone? And basically, so that's the tactics that they're trying to employ right now against these guys. Um, also, one thing is uh, the terrorists, they had plans to kill Nancy Pelosi and Mike Pence. They're armed with guns, tasers, bats, and nooses. We do know that they really were a threat to the congressmen and women there. When they get their hands on, they were going to do something. There was actually a guard that diverted the terrorists from actually going to the senate where they were actually in session 
and thankfully he did a great job of moving them away from there. He distracted one guy and the whole mob went towards that distraction, thank God, because we know that if they went in there, people's lives would have been in danger. This was not just some a little bit unruly group of people. These were terrorists who were planning to kill people, looking for people specifically. And speaking of that, um, there's a lot of people speculating that this was an inside job. Yes, we know that there were cops in the group. We know that uh, we've seen actual videos of cops who are banding posts and everything like that. There's cops taking pictures with these guys too. But one thing is that they found out that there were GOP lawmakers who actually gave tours to these people for recount work. Whether they knew that what these people were planning ahead of time or not, we don't know. But we know that these guys actually took tours to learn their way around. And the GOP was happily to give these MAGA voters, these Trump people, a tour around the Capitol days prior. And also um, more members of Congress were found to be accomplices to the insurrection, um, they'll face persecution and expulsion from Congress. Uh, that's something that uh, Pelosi is putting into effect. So FBI say that the full report of everything that they gathered will just, if that's not everything, to just make you think like, whoa, that's crazy. They said that the full report will just floor you. You won't believe everything that they're getting together. So we'll see what their full report is over time. But as of now, yes, this is a threat is still looming. And we're just hoping that nothing else happens. Like even the show of force of the National Guard will hopefully deter these fools from committing even more uh, insurrections on democracy. So about uh, Amendment 25, that didn't go down to no surprise. We now have an impeachment that went through. No surprise as well. We knew that uh, the House were going to throw down an impeachment and that the Democrats at the House were going to vote for it. And this was actually the most bipartisan vote in history because 10 Republicans signed with Democrats to impeach Trump. So this hasn't been that many people of the party of the president that's being impeached there was 10 republicans that signed up for it um out of over 100 republicans that signed against it still that says a lot there and keep in mind this is the first time a president's been impeached twice <laughs> so that's another historical feat there this fool's been impeached two times and um here and the republicans who are on board for voting because impeachment's in the two processes. You bring it to the House for impeaching it, and then it goes to the Senate for the actual verdict, for the actual conviction. Should he be convicted to be removed, convicted of uh, his crimes and everything, or just not convicted of it and they drop it, which is what happened the first time with his first impeachment. But um, they need 67 votes. They have 50 Democrats, so they would need 17 people. But so far, um, the Republicans who are most likely on board with this or debating about voting to impeach Trump is Ben Sass for it, um, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Pat Toomey, Mitt Romney. Uh, Mitch McConnell said he's not ruling it out. And if I understand, I think he was actually thinking about voting for him as well. 
But keep in mind that there's been other GOP members who want to, but they're fearful for their life because they've been receiving threats, direct threats from these MAGA thugs, threatening them, their families and everything for impeaching Trump. So there are people that are really terrified of it. But um, hopefully actually they do deal with this impeachment because this guy is a threat. And if Trump does try to run again, he is going to bring these people back. Like, seriously, they'll be back in full force. So we don't want another platform for another fascist in office. So, yes, basically, if he gets convicted, he will lose his benefits. Uh, he won't be able to get payments from the government anymore. He'll lose his security detail. And he won't be able to run for any office ever again. Now, regarding accountability within the Senate is... Uh, from Amendment 14 being drafted by Cori Bush, a newly elected uh, congresswoman. It's basically, it's to ban and expel lawmakers for the treasonous actions. And these people didn't feel safe when this um, insurrection went down, especially by their colleagues, too. They didn't feel safe with them. Uh, AOC was saying, for example, she was concerned if anyone was just going to tweet out uh, her location. Actually, uh, Laura Bobber she actually tweeted uh, Nancy Pelosi's location, for example. But basically, this will be to remove those people. Um, actually, Amendment 14 is aiming more towards Senate, but they should get the House. In the Senate, they're looking at uh, removing Holly and Ted Cruz. And I mentioned Laura Bobber, who is going to come up a little bit later on because she wants to bring a gun to the Capitol. D.C. is a very uh, anti-gun city because of the people that are there that we actually have lawmakers all over that city so to actually for their security but she wants to bring one over there to the capital and to the point that they actually have metal detectors now set up and she was in a standoff with security about that and you know what she just went past metal detectors some other people did so nancy pelosi actually put into effect for uh fines $5,000 for the first fine of not going through a metal detector. 10000 fines will be coming out of their check for going past a metal detector. They can whine as much as they want, but this is about safety of everybody in there. Okay, we have nut jobs that's been elected in Congress, such as Bobber, and now she's going to be carrying a gun in there too, thinking that apparently she's in South Central <laughs> or she's in Inglewood. Are you kidding me? Well, one thing too about... Uh, removing people from office and the impeachment is uh it's going to take a little bit of time especially for trump's removal with the senate um, i was saying last week how mcconnell is saying things are tied up and it's outside of his control so for the vote to go down with the senate will be ha will be after biden is elected like on the 21st and chuck schumer was calling him out on it now you think about it, it kind of makes sense uh, McConnell does want Trump to be um, convicted by the Senate. And there's higher chances that with the Democratic Senate that's going to come in very soon with that inauguration. So the Republican majority won't be able to vote because they'll vote now. And we know they'll vote not convicting him at all. So there's higher chances of a conviction with the Democratic majority. And I told you the names of all the other senators that were 
um, actually voting to expel them or debating about it. So they just have to whip up a few more people on their side to continue um, to vote for conviction. So there's higher chances of it after the inauguration, which makes sense. But they would have to do that really quickly because Joe Biden actually has plans as well to for actual COVID relief as well. And AOC went live on Instagram last week, just detail, just detailing what happened and about the trauma and mental health uh, from it and how important those factors are to just everyday life, just mental health, uh, how that should be addressed and covered. But like I said earlier, she w didn't feel like she was safe at all. Uh, she wasn't safe with the Republicans that she was hiding with, thinking they, they would tweet out her location. Like I said earlier, Laura Bobber actually tweeted about Nancy Pelosi. She addressed white supremacy and called out the collaborators who should be resigned, who shouldn't be in office at all, because what they're doing is stoking the coals and, and may have gotten these people killed. Like, seriously, all that over what? Because uh, conspiracy theories, that's really it. Yeah, these guys are just literally playing with fire so they can vote for them in the future. That's literally why they are playing with fire, which are these uh, Trump terrorists now. That's why. Because they just want their votes in the future. They're thinking, well, hey, we could dance with them. Um, turn this crazy Tea Party movement to MAGA terrorism now. One thing she also addressed was uh, the slogan basically saying blue lives matter because these guys actually don't care about that all those slogans all lives matter blue lives matter oh, they didn't care about none of that they just wanted to shut up black lives matter they wanted to shut up black people protesting in the streets who were making a voice for themselves about police accountability because guess what these terrorists actually killed a cop they actually um there's one guy who actually spoke saying that uh he that they were going to kill him and he had to find something for them not to kill him for. He said, I have kids. Um, these guys were going to take his gun and use it against them. However, they're not standing up against them. We got guys like Holly who are trying to compare him saying like, oh, you know, this mob is this. But, you know, Black Lives Matter. These guys really don't give a shit about cops. They never did and they never will. Um, it's all just politics with that. But she is confident this was an inside job which um, a lot of us, it, it was addressed earlier. Um, I mentioned that there was cops in there that was taking selfies. We've seen that ourselves. We've seen cops just abandoned posts and everything like that. And not just that, we know white supremacists have gone very high up within these institutions. They're everywhere. They're cops. They're in the military. They're in the, actually the government. We have a white supremacist as a president right now. So let's think about that. Of course, yeah, it's an inside job. She was talking about statesmen who were tweeting positions and gave tours and actually participated in the violence. That's true. Yes, there were lawmakers that were in that mob of terrorists that should have been the Capitol working, but instead they were trying to push through there. We had cops in there saying, flashing badges saying, like, we have the right to be in here. So, yes, it was an inside job. And those people do have to be held accountable. And Amendment 14 is one of those factors with it. So we're talking about, like, I was naming a few earlier, Laura, Laura Bobber, uh, Matt Gates, Haler, Holly Cruz. Like, seriously, these chumps, they... 
they, if not participating it, has something to do with this. It's just not good. So um, she said she can't go in details about the events regarding her because she said she had a very close call. Uh, one of those life flash before your moments like this is probably going to be edit close calls, but she can't release the details. Um, it's private information with the government that they're still investigating. And they think that this might actually pertain to other leaks that's happening in the government as well. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy about this. Like, everything that happened, we were seeing on the outside. But actually knowing that there's stuff on the inside isn't a surprise. It shouldn't be a surprise. Um, This insurrection was orchestrated by people of hatred and committed by people of hatred. But guess what? We have people of hatred in the government, in office, they're in the military, they're in the police force, they're everywhere. And they all subscribe to the same Kool-Aid of hatred. So, yeah, not not a surprise, but something to keep in mind about that, too. Um, these people are everywhere. This is something black folks have been knowing for a long time. We've been dealing with white, white supremacy for... <sighs> I don't want to say decades because that's that's this trivializing it. I mean, what like to, to damn near like um, ever since we were enslaved after slavery. Uh, all they're doing now is they just took their hoods off and just wearing like red hats and walking around aimlessly everywhere. But keep in mind, white supremacy is in so many dis- institutions and mostly institutions of power to keep them in power and disenfranchise. Brown, black people, even Jewish people, just people who are different, just try to keep us down from advancing anywhere else. And when we do advance, like I said last week, when we do advance somewhere else, they get angrier about that. They they double down and bunker down and they try to push more agendas or try to uh, attack as many more people as they can. They try to protect each other from doing these things, uh, from being convicted of them. So that's actually what's happening in the white house because now white people got attacked by these white supremacists so the country's now in a fork in the road because now they can address this as a threat because white people let's be real because white people in the congress were attacked by white supremacists white supremacists has been attacking people constantly um trump actually took the kkk off the terrorist list and just the very next week a black woman was killed in the um protests that went down in Georgia, I believe it was, which she got ran over. He said they were very fine people on both sides. It's like they're very fine people after someone killed someone. So as the guy said, white supremacists covering white supremacists. A cop shoots an unarmed black person or an unarmed black kid, and they're covered by other people in their institutions. Let's think about that. Yeah. So basically is an inside job this is systemic racism we've been talking about like even more than last year that's just now heading into a crossroads here with the government now that they're bullying and attacking them so is this going to be addressed or are they just going to ignore this and put this aside so keep in mind hitler actually um ran insurrection on germany and they forgave him like ah you know Let's move on from that. The man actually created fascism and took over the whole damn thing and everything. Overnight, now what are they doing? They're expelling Jews. 
uh, from Poland and putting them in ghettos, putting numbers on them and all that stuff. They literally chose that option because, oh, well, you know, we won't hold them accountable. We'll just forgive them. So if we do that here, might echo something similar to that as well. All you're doing is just giving white supremacy a pass to keep doing what they're doing and making it worse and worse and worse. Um, Trump isn't going to be the first fascist. I mean, he's not going to be the last fascist. Let's understand that. There's going to be another one. This is going to look at this as a playbook. Know what to do, what not to do, what to work with. So all democracy has to do is know how to counter these people, even when they're coming up, and address what's happening now against them. And with that said, um, a little bit more was going on in Trump's camp right now. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, his head, ma- his head of the lawyer, who is running all these crazy conspiracies too, trying to do his best to find whatever shit as he could to please Trump. Um, Trump cut him off. He's under first. He's under scrutiny for inciting terrorists because he did quote say trial by combat up there uh, right before the insurrection went down. And also this fool, this fool, he said trial by combat, and I was trying to um, address it, clarify what he was saying that he meant something nonviolent. And he was talking about a documentary on HBO called Game of Thrones, and he was describing Tyrion. We had to actually get a champion to fight violence in his place. This man's a lawyer, by the way, saying tribal combat was a nonviolent saying because he was quoting a documentary called Game of Thrones, a fantasy TV show that ran for eight seasons. Okay. Anyway, um, Trump stopped taking his calls and he stopped paying them too, which he was charging this. He was charging this clown $20,000 a day. I mean, hey, you know, a grifter, grifter knows a grifter. Well, apparently not because he's been working with him. <laughs> and um, Giuliani, looks like that um, he may want to be paid in full as a pardon since he has criminal exposure going on here. So can the president pardon this guy? Yes. Will he? I don't know. We'll see. But. Yeah, Trump's been doing crazy things. He's even been thinking about pardoning himself. We haven't seen anything happen like that before. And lastly, uh, his brand is taking a beating. Of course, so many companies have distanced themselves from Trump. The PGA tours have not, they want nothing to do with his courses. Um, he's losing a lot of businesses that were working with him. And basically, his emptiness is reaching a new low, which is a great sight to see and to hear. So, um, will he go into obscurity? Oh, maybe not. He's trying to run off to Scotland, say he was going to take a vacation after the inauguration and do some golfing out there. But the Scot- Scotland said no. <laughs> They're in lockdown. They would never let him in there um, for, for uh, golfing say like uh like that's an actual emergency issue to break their lockdown but come on let's be real does europe does even want trump over there you know like he's our garbage he's gonna sit in our backyard and just rot that's all but um another news too is about uh let's uh, move on a little bit more about uh covid19 um and the impact that's been happening um 
the jobless numbers have been surging and worsening. Um, most infections of any country is now the United States. We've topped that. And 5.3 million Americans uh, are receiving jobless benefits. So hopefully uh, things will turn around with uh, Biden steering things there. But uh, that's how the virus has been affecting us. And one thing was uh, the Trump administration were holding back the second doses. I mentioned that earlier in this podcast. But they're holding back saying that they wanted enough people to be able to get the, the vaccine. And um, recently they lift the embargo of the second doses for the states to uh, have full access to distribute those amongst everybody. Only to find out the White House lied about having more vaccines and there was nothing in the embargo where they were lifted it. So, yeah, you know, this is actually the maybe the second time the Trump administration lied about getting more vaccines and while states prepared for it, only to find out there is nothing on the way to help them out. Um, it's terrible practice. It's just really, really terrible practice. So, like I said earlier, Biden has a plan to uh, correct all this and create those vaccine facilities as well and release whatever people can get. So, yeah, um, that's uh, the uh, corona vaccine and the coronavirus update a little bit. And one thing I wanted to end this actually on a positive note, too, in news, um, I mentioned uh, the officer earlier who um, actually uh, distracted the terrorists who were here in the Capitol from going towards uh, the Senate while they're in committee. His name is Eugene Goodman, and actually Congress is pushing for him to be awarded with a gold medal for his heroic actions and quick thinking that he uh, performed and demonstrated during the crisis. So uh, just drop some good news on that. Where the Capitol Police has been criticized and scrutinized, uh, justly so, for how things were handled. Uh, he kept his cool and did something really, 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 um, really, really brave and really, really um, critical in that moment of saving all those people because they could have gotten in the, the Senate committee and things could have been a lot bleak uh, in that turn of events. So good on him for getting in front of things. And I'll close this off with a little bit of a history tidbit is about uh, Mesopotamia. It was a cradle of civilization and um, it was pretty, pretty, pretty rough over there. I'll say that. Um, but they uh, lasted a lot of things, a lot of things prospered. But during the uh, festival, uh, harvest festival they had called Akitu, it was basically um, the king would be brought down to uh, his humility, would be brought to him. And um, it would just remind the king that he is not above God. And that uh, he's just a king of people. And at the end of the day, he is still a person. Because uh, another person, uh, I believe it was in the... I could be wrong, guys. I believe it was someone who was in the um, priestess class would slap the king for 12 days straight. <laughs> and keep slapping him. And tears would even come down the king's face and everything. But like I said, it was just to bring out humility and everything. So just saying, like, uh, we don't have to have an Akitu 
well, exactly to that moment. Well, it would be something to um, have Nancy Pelosi to bring humility to Trump these last four years and remind that guy that he isn't a god, he isn't a king, he isn't a ruler amongst everyone. He's just a person like us. He is literally just the first citizen temporarily in power. Just bring some humility to a guy who is egotistically crazy. But he's out soon enough. Um, and Biden will be in as president. So just want to end that little tidbit there. Uh, have a good night, everyone. And like I said, if you enjoy the show, go ahead, follow, like, subscribe, and so on. And like, uh, Also, I'm on Twitter. Uh, handle is a guy called Dave. As well, on Anchor, you can drop messages. Just go to anchor.fm slash progressive outlook, all one word. And you can actually leave me a message. I can air it on the show as well, respond to you. And uh, yeah, on Instagram also. Uh, my name is Dropping Loot on there as well. So yeah, uh, look forward to hearing from you guys. And go ahead, and give me a follow and take care. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you.